Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. Free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636 778 3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Uh, okay, so today I decided. Uh, to just kind of take a beeline from my standard protocol and just talk about Thanksgiving and kind of all the ways that we could get through the holiday healthy and and maybe hopefully give you some creative um, uh, ideas in terms of how to cook. And I will be posting some recipes to our Facebook forum as well because there's so much out there. And this week I've even dove into more ideas because I've had to because people have presented me with, well, how could I make this or how could I make that? And sure enough, we came up with ideas of how to do it. So it's kind of exciting. Um, for me, I don't know how you guys feel, but Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays because there's no obligation to... Um, get out and buy all these presents and I just I almost kind of like it better than Christmas because we all just get together and we just get to sit around and enjoy each other's company so I've always really looked forward to it my parents have always really made a healthy meal for us um ultimately I mean we did have desserts but it always felt pretty healthy but over the years because of how allergic I am to so many different things I've had to find ways to make it much much healthier and I have I've been able to and I've found that I use a lot of those recipes all throughout the year because I just enjoy those tastes and kind of how savory things can be so I'm going to start with food first and just giving you ideas and I really want you to as we go if you feel like there's something we haven't touched on or there's something that you really usually like to have but you know how terrible it is and you just wish there would just be some alternative to it just ask because if i don't know maybe one of one of you guys know maybe you one of you guys have done it a little bit differently so uh, the first thing i want to talk about is stuffing usually when i tell someone how to make it through thanksgiving in a healthy fashion the first thing i do is i say try to just avoid flour you know just period So anything that has flour in it, try to avoid it. And so, of course, that's going to be stuffing because there's bread in it. Uh, But anything that's going to ignite that change in your neurotransmitters is going to get you hungrier than you should be. And you're going to start going into, well, I'll just go ahead and have cookies then. And I'll just go ahead and have that banana bread. Well, I might as well just go ahead and have a piece of pie. And the whole day, it'll turn into this day. And then the next day, there will be a legitimate withdrawal from it. 
and that's where you're really going to struggle and if there's any way to stay away from the flour it, it has such an impact because it's always flour and sugar but to have the two together it really is a challenge for your brain so i'm talking about like that serotonin dopamine shift and just how it almost can feel as if you've been drugged and you need more of something and and that is a real experience that isn't just you being weak it is a real experience so if we can navigate away from certain foods we could be better off so i even tell folks if you're going to have dessert go for a cream pie we all know how i feel about dairy but go for a cream pie lemon meringue pie a coconut cream pie banana cream pie chocolate cream pie make a big piece and then just eat the inside of it like if you're at someone's house and this is what they've made go for that over the apple pie or the cherry pie or by all means over the pecan pie because then then we're i know right that's so good right but it's corn syrup i know yeah, yeah the nuts made it so okay right the, the three cups of sugar and corn syrup like it's like so you can have one bite and just feel really bad <laughs> it's a really bad pie for you to have i just want you to know i don't i won't try to scare you but i would imagine if you went out to pinterest and typed in clean pecan pie i would imagine you would find something but i highly doubt that you're going to regard it the way that you normally do your pecan pie um, be, right, because the syrup is the syrup, you know what I mean? And they're, they're going to give you some options of ways, but it's probably not going to be quite the same. So avoiding that, pumpkin pie would be a, a good one to choose. Just make you a big piece and then just eat the center of it. You want to put a little whipped cream on it? Put a little whipped cream on it. Just try to avoid the crust. If they have a cheesecake, we always have a cheesecake. If they have a cheesecake, flip the cheesecake over and just eat yourself around the crust so there's a way that you can still have dessert but yet not have any of the flour all right and then we're trying to avoid crackers and we're trying to avoid any of the breads that are going to be out just don't start with them don't start with a cookie just don't start with anything with the flour and i promise you you will get through it in a more effective way i mean i i i promise you so just set that in your mind set that tone you're still having sugar so there's still going to be a blood sugar response there's still going to be some cravings that are going to come from it but boy without having the flour it makes all the difference in the world okay so the first thing people usually say when i say that is well what but what about stuffing you know my mom makes the stuffing or my grandma makes the stuffing and it's like that's just such a big part of what we do i have suggestions for the stuffing none of which involve bread but I do have ways that we could try to make stuffing a little bit more attractive. There is a recipe that I'm going to post in the group and it will just be cauliflower stuffing. It is the one that I would typically make and it is the one that I usually share with clients. And it's gonna just call for really basic um, items. I mean, just standard stuff that you would just be completely surprised that it's gonna end up baking up as well as it is. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it for you just because I'm gonna, help you to see how easy it can be to make it first of all this is what it looks like you see it i mean it's i'm gonna post it in there it, it's really good and i make it for my family who they do really try to be healthy but i have to make like six bags of this because they eat it 
I mean, it's like gone, you know, and John's family, this is in no way a discredit, but they don't eat quite as healthy as my, uh, and it's their huge, huge family. They don't really eat the same way my family does and they love it. So I'm telling you that because if you have that side of your family that's like, let's deep fry the turkey and like, let's do deep fried cheesecake or something like that, like that. And you're like, oh gosh, like how am I, there's nothing I can have here. They love this, like they, the, it's all gone, you know, and my Brussels sprouts are all gone. So there's ways of really making clean food taste great. And I don't care, you don't have to be on a diet or trying to lose weight, it's just good food. You can just taste it, it's pure good food. So I think you'll find that everyone that you would invite would like it. Um, they, they use baby bella mushrooms for this and I'm gonna go through this fast cause I'm gonna post this, but carrots, celery, onion, parsley, rosemary, sage, um, and then of course the rice cauliflower. I always buy it frozen. Oh, I always buy it frozen. I always thought the night before and then just open up the bags and then they're ready to go. I, I, I never use my food processor on car cauliflower you can but i don't i mean it's just so do you it's like for me it's just so easy to just open up the bag and just be done with it because you can get it organic now but you could also buy it fresh riced too they sell them in bags at deerberg's if you want it fresh and you don't want the frozen or you can buy the head because that's what this calls for and just throw it in your food processor okay and then again rosemary sage uh bone broth it, hello bone broth which would be vegetable or chicken you know either one um i typically do vegetable because i'm allergic to chicken uh black pepper salt and then this calls for four tablespoons of butter and so i always just tell people to swap that out for olive oil if you find that you do really well with dairy and butter is not an issue, then feel free to throw some Kerrygold butter in there. Or if you wanted to add a little bit of ghee in there, you could. But if you're someone like me and you don't do well at all with dairy, then just throw olive oil in there. So this is something that you bake. So you're getting all this, you know, I mean, I like to saute my, my stuff, but this is something you're throwing it all together like a casserole. You throw it in the oven, forget about it for a while, it is really good and don't be afraid to open the lid and you know for like the last 10 minutes and say oh now i want to try to brown it a little bit in the oven you know and do and go that route it's all your taste preference okay but there's stuffing now my mom always made uh oyster stuffing so i don't know if y'all whatever okay we liked it i don't know i guess it's just because it was all we knew no different just instead of the bread just use the cauliflower so you'd use the oysters you'd use the sage you'd use the celery it would be everything you would do for your normal just use it with the cauliflower if you're used to making cornbread stuffing of, of course we don't need the cornmeal but we're just going to replace that with the cauliflower try it I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm promise you, it's going to surprise you in ways you didn't think possible that it will taste so much better than what you think. It'll feel really hearty. Um, okay, next suggestion would be mashed cauliflower. And this would kind of, because usually the second thing that people tell me that they want to have is mashed potatoes and gravy. Um, instead of gravy though, uh, I normally, I normally suggest this garlic mashed cauliflower. So there's kind of like some stuff added to it so that it's a little bit more than the typical. 
if you are going to mash cauliflower and if anyone else does it in here and they do it different please share but i usually suggest i get the pre-washed pre-cut pre-chopped cauliflower i get it organic and then i take like three or four of those bags throw them on a sheet cake pan i olive oil them salt and pepper them and then i throw them in the oven and roast them i like a little bit of like browning on the edges but i really like that they're getting soft okay then i throw them in the food processor and I start to mash it. So the roasting to me, it brings a different level of flavor to the mash. Uh, now, I have done it steamed many times because I made dad's food for a year after his heart attack and that's how we a lot of times did it if we were in a hurry, but we also did it roasted when we had time. Now think of it, you could roast it with garlic and then when you'd go to mash it, you'd be adding that roasted garlic in there. Uh, you could saute some garlic and some shallot on the side, and then you could take that those sauteed vegetables and just pour them in with that cauliflower before you would go to combine it together. So what I normally add uh, to it, I'll just go, again run through this quick recipe, four cloves of garlic, four cups of broth, uh, two cups of water, and then butter, two tablespoons of butter, and then uh, olive oil. So you would just add extra olive oil, salt, pepper, and parsley. So for me, if I've roasted all that, what I do is I throw it all in there and then I just drizzle olive oil in there. I might take a little dash of coconut milk and dash that in there just to get it a little bit softer, give it a little bit more flavor. Great idea would be to get the Greek dressing from Primal and don't put the olive oil in, don't put the milk in and just put the Greek dressing in and then you would be adding those spices to it and it would have that flavor. Or if there is one that you like more than another, I always put fresh parsley on top of it or like chopped chives, fresh chives on top of it. But think about it, if you can take the time to saute some shallot or onion, and then that garlic, it really will add flavor to this. I mean, it's very, very good. In addition, I learned this one time by making my Brussels sprouts and at Deerberg's they sell chopped onion and it's in little squares and that you just buy the little containers. You used to buy them for chili all the time. And I would buy them and just roll them in with my um, uh, Brussels sprouts and I, picked my Brussels sprouts off the pan at one point and I didn't put the onions in as much as possible because I had a family member who didn't like onions. They liked the taste, but they didn't like the texture. And so I threw the pan back in, forgetting, because I was just kind of like moving around, not even thinking about it. And I like crisped the onions without knowing it because I wasn't planning on it. I just started smelling onion rings and they were make, I was making onion rings in my oven without knowing it. Okay, on part on the parchment, I know. And so I like was like, so I like took them all off and I used them. And I've done that multiple times. Now I just will buy an extra container of the onions, spread them out on a sheet cake pan on the parchment because they're gonna stick to your pan. And I will spray that parchment first with olive oils. I have a mister, I just spray it so that it doesn't even stick to the parchment. They're like fried onion rings, you know, like they're fried onions that you buy, the what jerkies or whatever, which have MSG on them. Uh, you don't want those. This is like a way, you know, so you could make that mashed cauliflower and put the crunchy onions on top. <gasps> it's so good. With roast, you know, or with your turkey. That's a great combination. It's great with a steak. 
you know, because it makes you feel like you're having garlic mashed potatoes with the roasted onions or, or the fried onions on top. So that's uh, something that I learned by mistake, but that's a trickier, uh, a little trick that you could do to kind of get that taste. Now, next thing that people usually tell me, when they usually tell me they have this, they tell me this because they think I'll be proud of them that they did better. Um, it happens all the time. And so now I'm like on a mission to just tell the world that green bean casserole is actually not good for you. Uh, because of so many years of people, I just had the green bean casserole. I knew you'd be proud of me. I had none of the macaroni and cheese and none of the hash brown casserole. And then I would always, I know that's great, but unfortunately it's made really poorly. You know, like, let me teach you how it's made. Um, and it's a learning experience for people because it's there's a reason I want you to care about the ingredients in the food you know those onion rings have corn in them and they have MSG in them and they have gluten you know and then the soup is ridiculous I cannot believe how bad the soup is it's frightening I ate it my whole young adult life like we put it on beef we put it on chicken we that was our sauce for things and you were sick you ate a can of it I mean that was what we did maybe it was made differently then I don't know you know what I mean but now there are like that many ingredients in cream of mushroom soup maybe you have a packet that you buy or like another way you've made it with maybe some uh, coconut cream or something. I mean, maybe there's a better way, but I can just tell you that green bean casserole should be like this because it is really no different than the mac and cheese. It's no different than the hash brown casserole at this point. It is going to have gluten. It's going to have sugar. It's going to have soy. It's going to have MSG. I don't think you like it that much. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody does. Now, there's so many ways we could make green beans. If you take that onion concept, if you really like that crispy onion, then get the full-size green beans, get the fresh ones, okay? And either roast them in the oven with olive oil. They're so good, they get crunchy and, you know, kind of crispy, or saute them. I saute them in the uh, iron skillet, and they get crunchy and crispy and a little bit browned on the edges. They're a dream. I love them. And then you put those onions on top and finish it with that, you'll probably really like them. I mean, that's a great way to make green beans. I bet you all have plenty of ideas of how to make green beans, but that's just one way I would suggest. I just did that recently. Now I use a little bit of bacon, and I know you're not a big right. bacon fan. Yeah. But I did bacon, and then I sauteed them, and then I threw in mushrooms and pecans. Oh, and oh pecans would be a good idea. My, my nine-year-old yeah. just discovered pecans, and he thinks it's some kind yeah. of green. So. I think Josh did that the other day and he posted on Facebook. He did. Well, that's yeah. where I got the, got the idea. idea. I didn't actually follow Pecans would be up. an awesome idea to add yes. to that, you know? It and crunch, and right? if you want something special for Thanksgiving, if you get the uncured, no sugar added bacon, especially the turkey bacon, you'd have mm -hmm. even less of a response. A lot of people don't do well with pork, mm -hmm. right? But if you're going to have green bean casserole, pork's going to be the least of your worries at, on that day. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to have a response. So I don't, you know, you got to weigh the importance. But if you're really trying to do right, then don't make something with regular bacon because the curing agents that they put in regular bacon are horrible for you. You, Yeah, you'll get a migraine on Thanksgiving. Like it'll happen. And you may not even normally get migraines. It'll just pop because you're not used to having that stuff and they have sugar in it but whole foods Deerberg's, 
and fresh thyme all sell a pork bacon that is no sugar added and it is uncured. But you does it? I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't usually go, but I don't know. Yeah, you you have to look at the ingredients. You have to because unless in big letters on front it says no sugar added, it probably has sugar in it, and it might be uncured, but it might still have sugar in it. So watch those ingredients, but they are out there. And as far as I know, I think Whole Foods is the only place. Alondra, I don't even know if you know, but that has the turkey bacon, uncured, no sugar added. At fresh time? Fresh time, yeah. That's okay. Nice. I didn't know if they had the no sugar added one, so because I don't get to go there that often. So you might look for that. And you might it might surprise you that if you chop up that bacon, that turkey bacon really good, you might really like that. It may not be that big of a difference from having the pork bacon. Then you're not having the the pork response, you know, and there's it's okay. I mean, just, you're not really taking in anything. I will probably do that with our Brussels sprouts this year, where I'll chop it up. So just a thought with the green beans, that could be something that you could do is just throw that bacon in there and then throw those crispy onions on there. Oh, that would be so good. You know, so instead of having green bean casserole, don't fear that your family will not like these green beans. I'm telling you, they're gonna like them. It, it's, it's good, you know, and if they, if you went to the Capitol Grill, which in my opinion, someone might have other suggestions and maybe I just haven't been there. I feel that's the best restaurant in St. Louis to get a steak. Um, and that's what you would get. That's what your side would be. You would pay $15 for a thing of green beans. And that's what it would be. It would be either sauteed green beans or um, kind of like roasted type of green bean. It's delicious, you know, and that chef is making it that way for a reason. It's because it's delicious. It doesn't have to be saturated with butter and cheese and anything. You guys would probably think that would taste poisonous at this point because you're not used to eating all that heavy stuff and you'd feel bad from it. Okay, so another way that we make green beans, we've done this for years for my dad, is we get the frozen cut green beans we thaw them out the night before so that there doesn't have to be any microwaving. And then we just throw them on a sheet cake pan, probably five bags of them on a sheet cake pan. Olive oil, salt and pepper, olive oil, salt and pepper. That is all we do. And we cook them for about 25 minutes on one side at about 325. And then we get in there, we roll a little more oil, roll them around another 25 minutes and they taste like buttered beans. Like they're really soft and uh, buttery because of the olive oil. Dad eats those every single day, but they will make a huge pan of them and bring them to our house and they're delicious. So that would be another way for green beans, another way of avoiding green bean casserole, right? And they sell the pre-trimmed uh, full-size green beans at Deerberg's. They sell them at Schnucks, they sell them at Fresh Time, they sell them everywhere in the fresh department. But they also sell them frozen. Don't fear the frozen, just thaw them the night before, you know, and then you're ready to go. You can throw them wherever you want to throw them. I don't typically throw um, broccoli or cauliflower after it's been thawed into the oven. I saute them. For some reason, I feel like they're just watery and soggy when I go to roast them. If I'm going to roast broccoli and cauliflower, it's always the fresh, chopped, pre-washed bag. Um, I can't tell you the last time I bought a head of broccoli. Like I used to, it was like, I buy six heads of broccoli and chop. And then one day I was like, 
I'm taking my chances on these bag ones. Like I'm just, I'm going for it. You know, it's like I could use the time. And so I've done that ever since. Okay. So green bean casserole, that's one thing that always comes up. Roasted Brussels sprouts. Now, if you all have not ever bought Brussels sprouts, they'll come in like a little net bag, uh, like a little netted bag, or, I mean, you can just go and scoop them by the pound. So rinse them pretty good, because you'd be surprised. Like some of them can be kind of dirty. So I just get them in my, my strainer and just, I really get in there with hot water and just try to get as much of the dirt off as I can. Um, on a side note, just thinking of rinsing, leeks. If you don't want to try shallots, try leeks. Try that with your green beans or try that with something or put that, you know, in with your uh, mashed cauliflower or your rice cauliflower recipe. Leeks are another good way to kind of feel like you're having an onion, but it's not super strong. Okay. Um, so for those roasted Brussels sprouts, you will get a whole Brussels sprout, but it'll have like a stem thing on the end. So what I normally do is I get in there and I just cut that edge part off, that bottom part off. It's kind of a pain, but you just go through and you do it. It's done before you know it. You could um, do it differently and actually pay the store to do that. Whole Foods will do all of these things for you. If you call them ahead of time, give them two days notice, you'll just get a big container of already prepped Brussels sprouts that are ready to be dumped on a pan. Just know that that's an option. And I'll give you some other options for that too. Um, or, so then you can just roast them whole or you can cut them in half. I like them cut in half. Does anyone here roast them whole? Do you do the whole one? Okay, they're a different flavor. I would try them whole sometimes because they are a different flavor, uh, but I usually always take the time to cut them in half. And the reason why I do that is because I like to cook them for 20 minutes on one side and then get them rolled really good so that each side gets kind of crispy and crunchy and has a little bit of browning to it. So I think when you cut them in half, you have the ability to do that. And again, all, the only thing I do is take those, sheet cake pan them, pour that uh, onion all over it, and then decide if I want to add bacon or if I don't want to add bacon. If it's Thanksgiving, I pretty much always add bacon because I feel like my family is going to really enjoy them then. But if it's just Sophie and I, I don't add bacon. I mean, it's just the onion and the Brussels sprouts, and we love them. You know, she will eat them from the pan, you know, before I can even put them on the plate, you know. And, I threw mushrooms in Yeah, that's great. And what I would suggest is... Uh, try going to Deerberg's where they have the grill ready vegetables where they have those little containers that are saran wrapped they sell them already like half cut or the stems are off they're mixed with onion you can rip the plastic off dump them into a thing they're done um, Whole Foods sells organically the in the produce section the the pre-washed but they're not cut in half um, but they're the whole, so they're they're kind of ready to roll. You just have to cut them in half. So that's an option too. Um, and along the lines of Brussels sprouts, they do sell bags of shredded Brussels sprouts, or you could put them in your food processor. Has anyone ever done that? Have you ever sauteed them like that, or just do a, do you just do like a cold salad? No, I put them. I roasted them. Okay, they're oh yeah, they're good that way. They really are. I've like sauteing them with the bacon is really good you know but the oven it kind of feels like cooked cabbage when you saute them and then the oven makes them 
like crunchy and a little bit drier if you don't want them to be like softer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yes, if you have a convection oven, it's such a good point. If you have a convection oven, use it when you're roasting vegetables. I think it makes such a difference. First of all, you can do a couple sheets then, and then it all cooks very well balanced, but just that air, it, it just seems like it crisps things so much more. So so roasted, uh, roasted Brussels sprouts with bacon. Um, I like to do roasted carrots and broccoli. I've always liked to do the two together. Uh, when I do roasted carrots, I usually have Whole Foods cut carrots for me. And they're amazing. Like they'll call and they'll say, would you like them cut on the diagonal? Would you like them half a fingertip length or a full fingertip length? Like they're really intense. Do you want them stew size where they're like the size of a dime? And I'm kind of like, the one year, this has been years I've done this. The first year I was like, I have no idea. And the guy was like, well, what are you gonna do with them? I said, well, I'm gonna roast them. And he goes, oh, I would probably do them on the diagonal and I would do them this length. And I was like, really? And, and I did, and they were great. And they're like this long, you know, and they're sort of cut. So they've cut, he has cut the carrot down the center which I hate doing. I'm so glad he does that for me, right? And then I honestly think to some extent he almost cuts it down again and then they cut it on an angle and then I roast them at that length. The key with carrots is you want them to be as close to the same length as possible and as close to the same thickness as possible. So that is why I like to have them do it uh, because it, it, it turns out the same. And I'm not like sitting there doing that for a half hour. So roasted carrots, and what I do is I just sheet cake pan them, and then I olive oil them and salt and pepper them, throw them in the oven, and they cook a while. They really have to cook a while. I almost like, I mean, good 25 minutes, stir them around another 25 minutes. They may brown a little bit, but they're really good that way. Now when I take them out and I throw them into a big bowl, I put stevia on them. So I'll put a little stevia on them with the salt and pepper. Yes. And then I roll that around and then they taste sweet because growing up for me, for carrots, it was like orange juice. Like we would put orange juice on the carrots. It was really good. It made them taste very sugary. That's what Cracker Barrel does. If you've ever had their carrots, they just cook them in orange juice. And so it makes it makes them really, really sweet, you know, but the stevia just makes them taste sweet. Then I'll roast the broccoli, same thing, dump the bags where the pre-wash, pre-cut uh, olive oil, salt and pepper, throw them in the oven, do the same thing, halfway through, move them around. And then I just do my bowl of broccoli and carrots together, even though it has the stevia and even though they're kind of sweet, because you get this like sweetness and then this savory with the broccoli and then it, the two of them together are really good and everyone seems to really like it. I just sort of accidentally did that one time and I've found that everyone really likes it so I keep it that way. Um, or just make yourself a pile of carrots, you know, and serve roasted carrots. The only reason I don't do that is because carrots are somewhat addictive and I mean you can eat a lot of carrots. So they will convert to sugar quickly. So if you have that broccoli in there with them, it's really gonna slow down the conversion of that sugar and it's gonna make you less likely to get hungrier or less likely to have a blood sugar response from having too many carrots, okay? So I do roasted carrots and broccoli. Cucumber and onion salad. I mean, I, I don't even add tomatoes to this. I just slice up a cucumber. I always get those 
English cucumbers where they're seedless. Um, I just get those and I peel them and then I just slice up the cucumber. I throw in your flavor preference, but I usually throw in white onion, uh, but you could throw in red onion if you prefer it. And then I do apple cider vinegar and stevia and salt and pepper, but I always do stevia. And you wanna do this either the night before or two nights before, because the longer they marinate, the better they taste. And you know, my grandma did this and she would put like a half a cup of sugar in with them. And they were so good. You know, I mean, it was just vinegar and sugar and salt. And that was how she made them. Kind of depends on how many cucumbers you do. But I mean, it's what you're going to put water and apple cider vinegar in it. And yeah, realize it's going to be tart the more you put in there. So you're going to have to kind of counterbalance that. And I usually will put like, let's say, if you were making a dressing, okay, and it called for this much olive oil, that's how much olive oil I'd put in, and this much apple cider vinegar, that's how much, and then I'd kind of, the rest of that, I'd fill with water, and then I'd just put it in there and just let them soak in it. Another good way of doing that would be if you have a processor that would like cube up your cucumber, instead of making slices, it would make them like little squares. That's a really good way of doing it too. And then shred up because then it's almost like a relish or like a chow chow. It's not um, as sort of soupy. It's not, it's, it doesn't have to be soupy when you're doing the other one because you can put a slotted spoon in there and drain out and then put it on there. But it's better that they stay in some liquid. But when it's chopped, it is almost like a chow chow, like a relish and it's really good. And then maybe something fun, if you like it, would be a hot um, or like a sweet banana pepper. You know, just finely dice a sweet banana pepper and throw that in there with it just to give it a little bit of a different spice or a little bit of a different flavor. Now, I do all of that plus tomatoes, but I do red onion instead of white onion, and I call that chow chow. And that would be like a summertime thing. For the tomatoes, I always peel them because then they soak up the uh, vinegar so much better. It's, they're so good that way. Now's kind of a bad time to do that. The best time to do that is for the 4th of July or, or the summertime Labor Day party or something where you have some really good tomatoes and they've sat on your counter for a while and you can just use the peeler to peel that peel right off and then all that juice from the tomato goes in and it marries together and makes what's called chow chow or like a relish. So, okay. I make that salad with, uh, like in the summer, I make it with, I add some fresh avocado. Oh, that'd be great. That's such a good idea. Throw that on top of a hamburger. I mean, when it's like a relish like that, it's so good on top of a hamburger. Like if you could grill a turkey burger or grill a hamburger and then just throw that on top of it with that avocado, it's so refreshing. You really will enjoy that. Just get your slotted spoon. You don't want a lot of liquid in it. You don't want it to be super dry, but you don't want a lot of liquid. I'm telling you, by the end of the week, it's the best day of the week for it. It just tastes so good, you know. Um, coleslaw the same way. You know, if you buy a coleslaw package and you're just doing some apple cider vinegar, some stevia, a little Dijon mustard, maybe some hot sauce just to produce like a, a sauce to it, boy, three days just sitting in the fridge, that's the best day to serve it because it just marinates in it and it really tastes delicious. Could you use the primal mayo in that? You could. Yeah, that would be a, a great way. 
That'd be a great way of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, another thing would be sweet potatoes. Uh, the secret for me with sweet potatoes is I do wrap them in foil. You do not have to if you're not a foil person. It's about the only time of the year I use foil other than sometimes, you know, like I might wrap my dog's food in it or something. But it, it, it oh gosh, it takes all that natural sugar and it forces it to surround the, the sweet potato in it. And then all of a sudden you open the foil and it looks like someone poured honey all over the sweet potato. And if you really wash that skin really well, you may actually want to eat it. It's so good. You know, it's just so sugared. But what I've done is I've, I've put some parchment paper down and I've literally put them in the oven for an hour and 15 minutes. I mean, I just forget about them. If I cannot take my knife and stick it in the middle of that through the foil and very much feel like I'm feeling mashed potato inside there, it's not done yet. If I can tell I would still be chopping the potato, I'm, I mean, it's not, you know, it can be cooked, but I want it to be mashed on the inside. And then that's exactly what I get is I open them up while they're warm. It, it hurts, you know, it's a bit of a process, but if you can do it while it's warm, it really works. And then I just scoop all the potato out and I don't, I really don't even need the blender because they are legitimately mashed potatoes and you just see all that natural sugar coming into it. I mean, it's delicious. I add cinnamon and stevia, but I have clients that instead of adding a little bit of milk, they add melted coconut oil and then add adds like a buttery taste to it. I mean, if you do dairy, you could add a little bit of butter, a little bit of ghee to it. Um, you could add uh, the ghee or the butter, get your little hand mixer out, put cinnamon and stevia and a dash of vanilla in the butter and then take your little melon scoop and then scoop that cinnamon uh, sugar butter into a little dish and then when people have the mashed sweet potatoes you can offer them that butter to dollop on top of it that would be an option as well i also uh, before when i was bodybuilding i would take my coconut oil and mix it with cinnamon and stevia and melt it and then i would pour that over my sweet potato uh, and, and don't feel like it has to be a mashed sweet potato. That's just one way of doing the sweet potato. If you can buy them now, pre-peeled, pre-chopped, which is great to not have to, has anyone had to chop potatoes growing up? I used to have to peel potatoes so my dad could chop them, right? And uh, I'll do anything. I don't enjoy peeling potatoes. And I really don't even enjoy chopping them because I've, I feel like I lose a finger almost every time I do it, you know? And you want them in cubes, it's time consuming. So to me, to buy them already pre-chopped is a blessing. It, it really is. If you trust where you're getting it from and the quality of it and how fresh it is and things like that, sometimes you kind of have to worry about that nowadays too. Because now everything has salmonella in it or something like that. Like you're on Facebook like, just ate that yesterday, you know, or something, you know, it's like, I can't eat anything right now. I'm growing a garden, but, uh, that would be a great thing for roasting. Just throw it on a sheet cake pan, a little bit of olive oil. You could go a salt and pepper route with it. Maybe a little chili powder and a little rosemary, or you could go a cinnamon and a stevia or, and, you know, and just kind of maybe make it a sweeter route. Okay. So you'd have that as an option. Then if you're roasting, uh, cauliflower and you're roasting um, green beans and you're roasting broccoli if you're going to someone's house I always say 
get yourself a turkey platter and just throw all of those vegetables together all of them the green beans the broccoli the cauliflower the sweet potatoes the carrots the brussels sprouts and the onion it's so good all together it really really is and if you just want to kind of half that know that you're making enough to make this for your in-laws house but then you have your bowl of brussels sprouts for your table you know what i mean then great and then just say, okay, I'm gonna make myself a side platter and I'm gonna bring that to this person's house or for the next day when you go somewhere, okay? It's really good for Christmas as well. So um, another thing would be deviled eggs, the mayonnaise. Ma that deviled eggs would be very easily, could be very easily made with that mayonnaise. Growing up, when my parents made deviled eggs, they used Miracle Whip and egg like that was a dar deviled egg growing up so we were not very fancy with it um just so you know uh, but i mean so in my opinion if you really like a kick get that uh chipotle mayonnaise and just make deviled eggs with that and they would just have like a little bit of a kick to it they would put paprika on top of theirs um or you yes we have it up there and then they also make the plain one too you could get the plain one though you want it to be a little sweeter, add a little stevia. You know, whatever you put in your deviled egg, which I'm sure is mayonnaise to some extent, you know what I mean? Uh, then just add everything else, but use that as your mayonnaise source and then make deviled eggs, you know? But you'd have an option. And if you know you're going to your in-law's house and you're gonna be tempted to eat their deviled eggs and you know it's gonna have something in there that you shouldn't have, make yourself six deviled eggs you know, and, and, and put them in a little container and walk in the door with your deviled eggs and then you're safe, right? Still get to have deviled eggs that day. I mean, that's stuff that you could do all year round, okay? Uh, Gluten-free, dairy-free pumpkin pie. I will post one, but just go out to Pinterest and just type it in. There's so many options. You can use the coconut cream, you know, instead of having to use a cream. Um, my suggestion, which I've taught you guys this before, if something calls for a half a cup of sugar, use a half a cup of vanilla egg white protein powder. So whatever the recipe is, it adds that sort of texture depth because it's one thing to say, well, I'll just use stevia instead of the cup of sugar. But you have to remember that when you blend that, there is a reason that sugar was in there. The sugar's helping to hold it together. It's a dry ingredient. And you might have pumpkin soup if you don't put another dry ingredient in there. So try that, egg white, vanilla egg white protein powder. Whatever amount of sugar a recipe calls for, just attempt to add that much egg white protein in. And- cookies or something like that? Yep, anything. That's, that's how I make the cookies instead of sugar. You know, I just put egg white. I mean, I basically took a, I took a cookie recipe and I said, how can I change every single one of these ingredients to a healthy ingredient? And that's how I make the cookies. Hmm. Now I have to be super creative because oh, oh, uh, coconut oil is not like butter and it gets hard when it's too cold in the room and it chips and it crackles and it does all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I have to perfect it and I literally craft a butter out of the coconut oil. That's why they're so expensive. I mean, it is a process, but I let those mixers just make it. I'm churning butter out of coconut oil. And that's why one of them looks like a cookie 
And then the muffin, I melt the coconut oil and it, it, it just turns into a different substance. You know what I'm saying? So I use, instead of sugar in those, I use the egg white so protein. You cream your coconut butter and your protein I cream just the coconut butter first to where it's like a butter instead every coconut oil is so different but you know sometimes it can be hard like i mean you need a saw to get it out of there sometimes it's like super soft you know and i always like set it on top of my oven so it's sort of softening a little bit like as we start you know i mean i have to go down from the basement and make sure i have it upstairs ahead of time because the basement's gonna be colder than the upstairs but you, you know, you have options uh, for sure, but you just have to kind of get creative in your thinking, all right? But with a uh, gluten, there'll be a gluten-free crust. You can use almond flour for it. You know, there's, there's plenty of options out there to make a pumpkin pie for sure. Another uh, dessert recipe that I suggest for people is just sauteed apples. I always tell people to just cut up a bunch of apples throw them in a big skillet with um, either coconut oil, whatever your, your taste preference is, avocado oil or olive oil. Don't fear the olive oil with the apples. I, I'm telling you, they taste buttered when you do it. Now, the avocado oil has no taste whatsoever. Uh, Bertoli sells an extra light olive oil. That one's really good for stuff like this because it, it kind of is a more neutral taste too. Uh, but just saute your apples and just let them cook down and let them just sit there and cook down. Then on the side, get you some walnuts and some pecans and egg white in your blender with cinnamon, stevia, and vanilla. Combine that and then dump that on top of your chopped walnuts and your chopped pecans. Spoon it out, throw it on a sheet cake pan with parchment, and then roast those nuts. And then they'll be like cinnamon sugar nuts. Then you get your, your apples all sauteed and done and they're ready. Make yourself a bowl of those sauteed apples with those cinnamon sugar nuts on top. And it is not apple pie, but it will be like a crunchy apple bake. Um, and then you could maybe get some of the cocoa whip, the coconut uh, whipped cream put some of that on top of it there's still you know there's still stuff in there but it would be better than than having you know maybe or maybe you could get yourself a little bit of the uh coconut milk ice cream the vanilla ice cream and throw that on top you said egg whites I will not be posting that so let's talk it through so that you guys know um sauteed apples in oil and then for the nuts it is egg white cinnamon stevia and vanilla and you're just blending that in your blender because you need it to just yes mm -hmm. no that's the real egg white and you're just blending it because you need that cinnamon and that stevia and that vanilla to, vanilla to become one otherwise if you try to stir it it's going to settle to the bottom of your bowl okay then pour it on the nuts and let them just kind of sit there in it a little bit and then i take like a really large slotted spoon. It's actually something I learned from Martha Stewart and it's like this and it's wire and it's almost like a wonton thing. Like you're supposed to be able to like pick up one. It's really good for stuff like this. Just in case you ever see it at William Sonoma, I use it for a ton of stuff. And so I'll go in, get them and then I'm straining them, you know, in that, but I still have enough of it on it. You know what I mean? And then I just throw it out on the parchment and then I bake them. 
You could saute them though too. I mean, or not saute, you could roast them in a skillet though too, you know, um, and then throw that on top of your apples. So that'd be like a cinnamon apple bake. Uh, and maybe like some ice cream or some cocoa whip on top of that. Sophie loves that. I've done it with peaches too. I bought frozen peaches and I just thawed the peaches and I just sauteed them. Now I used a little bit of the unsweet vanilla coconut yogurt. And then I added protein powder to that to make it more flavorful. And then I just got a bowl of that. I threw all those warm peaches and then I threw the nuts on top and she seemed to really like that. And that was like a middle of the week, let's not have ice cream or let's not have coconut whipped cream, but let's just still feel like we get to have almost like a dessert. The warm fruit is really good. I mean, don't be afraid to warm up some pineapple. You know, in those apples, yeah, throw some pineapple in there and let that saute. It's really good together. That's like ice cream. That roasted or grilled pineapple is... Yeah, yeah. And if you have an ice cream maker, think about it. Whenever it asks for the heavy whipping cream, you'll do the coconut cream. Whenever it asks for sugar, you'll do the protein powder. Then you'll add berries into it. You know, you'll add maybe some of that flavored flaxseed oil into it to kind of give you a little bit more. And then you're having ice cream and there's literally nothing bad in it. There's nothing bad in it. You know, you don't even have to regret that. You can have that every Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever day you want to have. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. Is there a trick to whipping coconut cream? Because I, I, I do a lot of baking and, I, and so I've done you know, I can make whipped cream with the heavy cream and a tablespoon of sugar, but I, so I tried thinking it would just be equivalent doing that with coconut cream and stevia, but I never got it to... To whip up? Yeah. Hmm. It got thick. Like, do you do it in your KitchenAid? Yeah. With the whisk attachment? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe just, maybe just Pinterest like just that. that. Just Pinterest coconut cream, coconut cream whipped cream. Yeah. And I just did. see that... I followed the recipe that I found. Yeah, the small. I have a big bowl uh, mixer and a smaller bowl mixer, and I just usually put it in the smaller Is bowl it the mixer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it separates, so you get like the thick stuff, and you get some of the liquid. Do you drain that, or? I usually just shake up the can and just pour the okay. whole can in there. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've never. I've. I've probably done it three times, mm -hmm. and I never. I never had any major problems with okay. it. I wonder if you. I wonder if the egg white protein would help you a little yeah. bit because egg whites would ultimately meringue. Mm -hmm. So maybe they would build up a little bit. I mean, it would maybe only take like a tablespoon of egg white protein and it might make it taste better. Could even make choke, you could even make chocolate if you had the chocolate egg white protein. Yeah. I have not tried that. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen when you do that. Mm -hmm. But I know that if it's a cold liquid, it should be just like a, a smoothie. It should just blend in with it and it would be an egg white. A meringue would be an option too, something to consider too, is looking up a meringue and then throwing fresh fruit on top of a meringue. Okay. Uh, fresh Time has it and O'Fallon Nutrition has it and the brands are MRM and J-Rob and Whole Foods has it, Amazon too. So it is, it's going to be in with the supplements. Mm -hmm. For years, I had people make smoothies with them, but there are just so many positives to collagen 
that now I, I don't even really carry it anymore. Not because I don't use it. I have it at home. We, we make smoothies with it and we did, but if I'm going to get someone started on something, I usually start them with collagen because there's so many health benefits to it. So if they're going to make a smoothie every day, I can benefit their bone density, their gut, their immune system, their hair, skin, and nails, where the egg white protein doesn't necessarily do that. It doesn't harm them. It's organic. It's a great product. It's like eating eggs, but this over here is like medicine. So I've just moved more to collagen. So nothing against egg white, but I, I bake with it. I mean, now in the place of sugar. And I just tried it. I mean, I think I remember telling you guys where I took that month where I experimented with all those recipes and I had to take uh, Benadryl like candy because my throat would swell up. Did I tell you guys that? Oh, I thought I told you guys that. Um, I did. I, when I was trying to create those recipes, it was like, okay, let's try this with peanut butter. Let's try this with almond butter. Let's try it with oatmeal. Why well, am I allergic to like all of that? And so I would kind of go, there were times where I was like, I am thinking, Right, that's why I'm thinking I should have John take me to the emergency room. Like, I, it would be that, well, I did, you know, and he would try, you know, but he like, he like, that's yeah, pretty good. And then you're like, and I'm like, is it, you're right, you know? And then and, and he would say it was good every time, and I was like, is it creamy? Yeah. And he'd kind of look at me, and I'm like, but like, is it, but like, is it dry or, you know, and, and then I was like, and I did that for the first two weeks and the, and he tried all of them. But then, then after that, I was, I, I was like, I have to just eat this. And if you knew me, like I don't eat anything good, you know, and I just, I just took two weeks and my face was just oh so gosh. swollen. Like it was bad. Uh, but during that, I, I, that's when I said, you know, okay. I got to find a different formula. I don't want to use oatmeal, you know, because if I'm having this issue, then I, that eliminates 25% of the people that can buy this because they're going to have an issue too. It also raises the carbs to a place where I really don't want to. And if I could just deal with almond flour, I'm going to be dealing with less than 10 grams of carbs. That's awesome for people. I want to do that. I really don't want it to be a 25 gram carb muffin. I just don't, you know, so I just tried it. Just put it in there instead of the, you know, I just, it was like chemistry or, or science class. Like, okay, there's this much liquid and this much solid. What's going to happen if I put it all together? What can I bring in for the salad? And I tried to keep it like that. That was it. I have never bought stevia. Oh, okay. It's... You want to buy the pure form of stevia. I would probably go to O'Fallon Nutrition first <laughs> because then you can order it off of, Amazon after that. Uh, Deerberg's won't have one. Yeah, now, they, I think it's now. Now, that's what I buy. I buy the now. Mm -hmm. Or we have it up there. Take a picture of it before you leave. We sell it up there. Just be, oh, that's okay. Just be prepared. It's kind of expensive. You know, you're, you're going to be surprised. Whole Foods has it. Yes. Yes. It, it's that you put in there and you think there's no way this is it is it is yes yeah. and more is not always better right. you know I keep a I, the bottle you sell here I keep in my desk yeah at work and so when I get my coffee in the morning I come back to my office because I don't want to share it with anybody it's right expensive. it is expensive I do a dash or I made the mistake one day of putting that little and then there was like the Right. Like. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, it's about the right, side. right. Like, right. Oh, that's how 
you're making it through the day. <laughs> yes. But Whole Foods sells the 365 brand because I get it there in the baking aisle more so you know it's it's kind of not in the place you think it's going to be um, not that that wouldn't make sense but I guess it looks like a little supplement to me so you don't always think it's going to be where it is mm -hmm. so in that in the baking aisle it's a bottle okay. mm -hmm. for that pure pure stevia I haven't found them in packets because okay. honestly if you tried to do a whole packet of it I just think it would be way too much i mean it's just way too yeah. much i was gonna say do you have it with you i if not if not i probably have it in my or do you have a packet okay yeah oh let's see what the ingredients are organic inulin fos certified organic stevia extract and silica the inulin is just going to be a pre a prebiotic um so it's not bad but if you did have a sensitive system, which no one here really does at the level at which, yes, your husband would, you, your husband and I, we may have an issue with that. Where if they have the pure one where there's nothing else added, then that would be great. That packet would be great for her husband that is not gonna carry a bottle around with them, but he could have some of those packets in his briefcase and in his car, right? Where we can carry that bottle in our purse and it's not that big of a deal. And we can pull it out of a restaurant and it's not gonna be that big of a deal. Because the bottle is actually really small. I mean, it's, it's about that big. Okay. What do you think of the swerve? I do not care for erythritol because okay. it's corn-based. So, and it's a sugar alcohol. So I personally don't ever suggest Swerve. Maria Emmerich does, does. you know, and I mean, I highly recommend Maria Emmerich. She's amazing. I think she's fantastic, but she's okay with that. I got myself super sick from making all those desserts and recipes with the Swerve, and it was tough on me. I feel like it makes, it has this weird cold sensation to it. it I mean, it is a sugar alcohol. So if you find yourself eating it, and almost craving more after eating it, mm -hmm. it's because of that. So just be aware of that. Yeah, but I mean, it is corn-based. So now again, like in that case, the amount of swerve it called for, just put the protein powder in and then add your little dashes of stevia from your stevia to sweeten it up, but just put that protein powder in there to get that density, okay? Okay, now the other thing I suggest is I always make a roast on Thanksgiving. So I get my crock pot out, I go to Whole Foods, I get a chuck roast, most of the time I get two of them. I make a platter with pepperoncinis and olives and pickles and banana peppers, all these different things. And then I just cook my roast with some onions and some uh, bone broth. And then the next day of Thanksgiving, I wake up and I shred it. And then I have a platter of roast. And then we have a turkey. And then I usually go to bandanas and get a couple pounds of smoked chicken wings. And then I have those setting out. Everybody eats it, but the beautiful part is I have all these extra vegetables for the week. And then I have smoked chicken wings, I have turkey, and I have roast to eat the rest of the weekend when we put up two Christ or four Christmas trees and all this stuff. And we're, we get to have sort of like Thanksgiving dinner 
all weekend long because I make a lot of extra vegetables when I make it so that we have all those extras. We eat Thanksgiving from Thursday to Sunday because I have the roast and because I have the, you know, the, the turkey and because I have the chicken wings. I don't eat the chicken wings, but, you know, they, they eat them. So bandanas doesn't really put any type of seasoning on their chicken wings, so you could get them smoked, no problem, buy them by the pound. Remember that you can also buy their meat by the pound too, so if you were going to someone's house, you could make a meat platter with pulled chicken, pulled turkey, and the beef, you know, and then do the same thing, put the olives and the, you know, have all that on the outer rim and then bring that with a, with a pan of roasted, um, vegetables and we forgot about asparagus you could roast asparagus in there too okay um, so that's kind of what I do those are just my suggestions and over the years and just working with clients for this many years uh, you know just giving them ideas that's kind of been a standard thing that I've gone with remember you oh. your roast within the next day or you just shred it well, usually what I do is I put it in right before I go to bed oh, so and then I, yeah, and it cooks overnight and then I just wake up and it's warm. Okay. And then I plate it and then I just put foil over that and just keep that warm. Okay. Like I keep my oven at like 180 or something like that. And then I'm, it's like a warming drawer basically. Just leave it in there. Now I hold on to all that broth and I'll, you know, I'll dump that on it one more time before I go to serve it. And remember like with your chi uh, turkey, drippings. Um, if you wanted to use a little arrowroot to try to thicken those drippings and, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, um, grass-fed uh, butter or ghee or something like that to try to thicken it, you could make, if you wanted to make a gravy, you could make a gravy that way. So arrowroot will be good for thickening it. But I've gotten to a point where I just use the broth for stuff. You know, I'll just broth things and then it'll just add that flavor to it. Okay, so bring your own veggies and that meat concept, and then no matter whose home you're going into, you will know that you could have a plate full of food no matter what. And I'm gonna get to this at some point during the discipline section, but I'm going to remind us of it right now, and it is that you, you do not need to sabotage your health in your day just to try to please someone that's in that home. I mean, the, you don't have to eat food that doesn't make you feel good. And you don't have to feel bad because you're not eating the food that doesn't make you feel good. What you have to do is be confident and, and courage comes from confidence. Be confident in the walk that you're, that, you're, that you're taking. So what do you stand on? You stand on being healthy, walk in the door being healthy. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You don't have to answer to anybody. You don't have to feel bad about it. Okay, you just have to be healthy. If you wanna tell them ahead of time, just so that they're aware of it, do it, but do not sabotage your health to please other people because they made something, you know? It's okay, it's gonna, they're gonna get over it. By the next day, they're not gonna remember that you didn't eat the cake, they just won't. Unfortunately, the next day, you're gonna remember that you ate the cake and you're gonna be sick and you're, you're just, it's gonna suck. You're going to regret it, and it's not worth it. It is not worth it, okay? Now, from an exercise standpoint, Thanksgiving, I always tell everyone, everyone, exercise the day before, exercise the day of, 
and exercise the day after. You're building glycogen, always use it the next day, especially if you had carbs you don't normally have. So Deb, I don't have time to exercise the day of. I'm cooking for 25 people. Yes, you do. You're just deciding not to get up 15 minutes earlier. You well, can do something. Like your quote in the bathroom, I wrote it down. It's easier to wake up early yep. and work out than it is to look in the mirror and not like it. It's the truth though. I mean, think about it. Okay, you have family staying at your house, all right? Go down in the basement and walk up and down your stairs and commit to doing it 30 times. Nope, you got your exercise in. Go get bands and do a band workout. Go get dumbbells and do a dumbbell workout. Do a yoga routine that, you know, and only do 15 minutes of the video workout. It, it's not just for the calories that you're burning. That's, it's honestly not even why I'm telling you to do it, although I'm thankful you're burning calories. It's the brain change that comes because you've started your day in a healthy zone. When you go upstairs, you're gonna grab an olive instead of a cracker or instead of a cookie, or you're gonna grab a cherry tomato or something like that because you're coming off of the workout and you're, you're ready for it. You know what I mean? You're, you're in the right zone. The day before, go to the gym and work out. I mean, get a good workout in. The day after, do the same exact thing. Or if you have the setup at home, do your workout. I mean, get it in. Where there is a will, there is a way you can get a workout in. Most gyms, we're not even a gym. We don't even sell a membership. And I guarantee you Thanksgiving morning until nine o'clock, this place will be packed. There will be so many people in here getting their workout in, you know, and I love that. I think that's great, you know, and if I didn't like, you know, have a bunch of people coming to my house, I'd come here and do it too. But you can bet I'll be on my treadmill. I will start my day like that and I'll be in that zone. And, and, and then the next day, get somewhere, do something. If you can't get to the gym, do the stairs like I suggested. Do a, you don't even need a video, go out to YouTube and just type in whatever you need. You know what I mean? Any type of workout. Let's say it's an hour long. Who cares? Just do 15 minutes of it. No one knows that you're not doing the whole entire thing. Just do what you can. Okay. Okay. Couple important things when it comes to discipline. Uh, holidays do not open the door to poison. You do not deserve the poison. You have not earned the poison. So you might see on Facebook or last night, I just don't want to make a double standard. I told my world champion client, Misty, that she earned the right to the popcorn. She actually has because she works out with me 12 hours a week and I'm not kidding. Um, and she has been on a diet for a year and it is a diet. You know, I mean, it is, there's nothing good on it whatsoever. Uh, and it is the same diet and she just won, you know, a third place in a world championship. She earned popcorn, right? She's ready. She's going to go to the movie. She's going to have popcorn. But we have not earned the right to eat poison. We might decide that we're going to eat poison, and that's a choice that we're making, but that none of us wake up that morning, oh, it's Thanksgiving, you deserve the right to have whatever amount of poison that you want. You can't have that mindset because you have to think of your body as a temple, and that poison is breaking the temple down, all right? 
just like you take care of your car, just like you take care of your house, just like you take care of everything, just like you take care of your lawnmower. If we keep putting junk into all those items, we will not have a profitable experience with our car because it's going to break down before we have it paid off and we're going to need to buy a new car and we will still owe on the car, right? That's what's going to happen to our body. It's going to break down, okay, and we're, going, we're only going to be 50 and we still have like 50 more years we need to live in a broken down body and we're going to have to figure out how to afford all the medications and all the treatments that it's going to take to deal with what we're doing to our body. There, just get out of the mindset that because it's a holiday, you've earned the right to take in poison. If you're making an exception and you're choosing to take in poison, that's up to you. No one can tell you not, but you will suffer the consequences from it. And if there's a formula for making it clean, make it clean. If you know that your body feels a certain way after eating something, don't put it in your body. Don't bring it in your home. Don't go near the side of the room that it's in. And hold yourself accountable. Tell three people why you can't have that. You know, your son, your husband, and your mother. They all know, oh, you shouldn't be eating that marshmallow cream fudge. She's going to be on migraine medicine all week, right? I mean, but it's like, it's so good. And if you have one piece, you want to have 12. I mean, it's impossible to not have more. Don't go near it. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. We've got to look at it that seriously if you have a serious issue with it. I'm, I'm serious. It will, it will change your brain. Being able to eat poison does not create balance. It actually creates an imbalance. And there are just a lot of people that want to feel like there is a reason to balance poisonous ingredients because they're so afraid of creating an imbalance where they will binge on the bad food if they don't get it a little bit. You bet. There is a very good possibility if you restrict yourself too much that you will binge. But I'm gonna tell you right now, creating the balance is not what's gonna keep you from that binging. Getting to the root of the problem of why you're binging is what's gonna keep you from binging, okay? So at some point, the binge is gonna come back. You might put it off for a month. You might do pretty good because you let yourself have something every week. But at some point, something's gonna come in, some type of stressor, some type of person that bothers you, some type of thing at work, it's gonna create a scenario, and there goes the binge, and it's gonna happen. Doesn't matter that you got to have it every week, but if you're sick and you're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, you have to decide you're actually not balanced from eating that poison, you are in fact imbalanced. And there are so many ways of making it better. There's just so many ways of creating something healthier. You know, if you had to make that pie with maple syrup, maybe that would work. It'd still be better than corn syrup. Still probably gonna give you a headache, but it's still gonna be better. And it was a gluten-free crust and you used uh, swerve, you know, instead of sugar or something like that. I mean, you're still taking steps in the direction that you went from here to here Maybe I'm going from here to here because I don't even want the swerve because I don't want that. I can't afford it. I can't eat Benadryl like gum anymore. You know, I can't afford that. So 
maybe I'm doing that, but maybe you're only ready to do this and to go here, then get there. Because it's gonna be a lot easier to get from here to here, you know, if you're doing it from here than if you're trying to do it from here. So just take the steps and write, that's balance to me. In my opinion, that is balance is saying, I'm not, I don't want to be this harsh. I don't want to be this poisonous. So I'm going to start working my way, baby steps, into not being poisonous anymore. Continually making choices where I'm less and less poisoned, you know? And then before I know it, I'm going to get, I'm going to reap the benefit of it, okay? Uh, moderation can be a slippery slope. Really make sure you are in a season that you can handle the moderation. So just because you're moderately bringing poison in does not mean that on Thursday, you're not going to want to moderately bring the poison in again. And then on Sunday, you're gonna to wanna to do it again. And before you know it, it is a three time a week thing when it should, or it should or was going to be a one time a month thing or a one time a quarter thing or a only on the holiday thing but we have to remember the addictive principles in the food, the opiate style response that the brain's going to have when you have those foods and ultimately how you're going to pay for it if you continue to have it. Moderation is a slippery slope. What happens when you have poison? You're gonna have an inflammatory response. You're gonna have a histamine response. So if you have those two responses, then you're gonna be in a position where you're gonna wake up the next day and you're gonna want more sugar. You're gonna wake up the next week and you're gonna want more sugar. So you don't really have the alternative to say, you know, I'm gonna moderately bring sugar in. You're either gonna bring sugar in or you're not going to bring sugar in. And you're gonna suffer the consequences of bringing sugar in or you're not gonna suffer the consequences of bringing sugar in. But bringing it in is a slippery slope. So be cautious with moderation. If it's, if it's an ingredient that you shouldn't be having, and if it's an ingredient that you know causes you issues, then you, the moderation isn't a good thing for you. Does that make sense? Okay. Hi, Elise. Um, then I would say really strategize on what season you're in. That's what I've had to have a lot of discussions with people about this week. Where are you at in this situation? Are you ready to say, I'm gonna go ahead and have whatever I want on Thanksgiving for that meal? I've done what I needed to do. I've lost my 100 pounds. I'm off my medication. Uh, I, I, I would like to go ahead and have it. I'm very willing to have a headache the next week. I'm very willing to crave sugar for a week. I'm very willing to have stomach aches for a week. I wanna have Thanksgiving the way I wanna have it. Do it. I would never tell anyone to not have Thanksgiving, Christmas, or birthday. I would not ever do that. But if you are on the verge of getting off a medication, but not quite there yet, if you are in a situation where you're 20 pounds away from where you wanna be, uh, if you're in a situation where you are sick and you've been sick for a while and it's affecting how you work and it's affecting your relationships, you're probably, you're probably in a season where obedience is really going to benefit you more than, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you have to be the one to decide that. I can only present options. Um, it's just regret is a terrible next day hangover. You know, it's way worse than alcohol. 
you know, so just think on that and, and kind of really build yourself a successful plan for how you're going to navigate through the day. If you do decide that you're going to have what you want, when you want, shame, there's no gain in it. There's no gain in shame. So if you have something, you don't win by ruining the next three days by shaming yourself. And in fact, about a day and a half in, you'll probably have more stuff you shouldn't have because you shamed yourself so much, you feel so bad and so rotten that you're kind of just like, might as well go ahead and throw in the towel and have whatever I want. Shame is a tool that the enemy uses to keep you down. And, and he knows that he can hold you down if he can keep you under that shame, you know, of what you did. Do it, feel good about it, enjoy it, create that balance in your brain that it was okay to have it, but then the next day, get back on track. You know, get back on track. Now, I listened to Joyce Meyer the other day and she said, um, how'd she say it? I put it in my, I want you guys to hear it. I put it in my group message for my staff. So this just popped in my head, so bear with me for a second. You are not going to complain your way to increase. So if you did it and you don't like the way you feel, deal with it. Do not complain about not losing the weight you need to be losing. Do not complain about the way you feel for the next month. You had Thanksgiving. You enjoyed Thanksgiving. It's one month out of the year. Oh, well, the next month we get back to the losing. We get back to the feeling better. You get back on track. But don't complain your way through it. Just truly walk it out. Enjoy it. Enjoy the experience. And then accept the fact that it's probably going to slow things down. You know, you can't outwork it. You can't do an hour and a half extra. It'll help. But it, the reality is, is that an inflammatory response, an insulin spike, or a histamine response cannot be dealt with on the treadmill. It just can't. And that's why calories in and calories out, it doesn't end up resulting in always a, a positive weight loss because you have to look at ingredients. You know, you just have to. You have to understand that maybe I had enough calories and maybe I did enough time on the treadmill, but my calories consisted of potatoes and fried bacon with all the preservatives and you right and toast, you know, or something like that. Those calories that you're not going to lose weight on those. You're going to have an insulin spike. You're going to create an inflammatory response. Your body's going to hold water and you may have a histamine response. Maybe you gain weight, maybe you don't gain weight, but there's stuff happening on the inside of you that the scale's never going to show. So you cannot chase after the scale. It really, it, it's, not the, it's not the end marker. It shows nothing about what's inflamed inside you. It really doesn't, okay? So we, we've gotta kind of be cautious to not let that be our tracking system either, all right? And then, Again, my, my summary strategy with people for Thanksgiving is usually turkey, tons of vegetables, sweet potato, no flour, no crust, no bread, the inside of the pie, the inside of the cheesecake, or fruit would be even better with like a coconut milk whipped cream, depending upon what season you're in, okay? Um, now, we got about five, 10 minutes. Do you all have questions?
or, or other items that maybe I didn't talk about that we could get creative together so to cook. So post the dressing? I'm going to post the uh, cauliflower dressing. I'm gonna post the mashed cauliflower. I'm gonna post a pumpkin pie recipe uh, that is a little bit lower carb and you know a little easier. You could even clean it up even more than that recipe even calls for. And if you're wondering why or how, just post on there and we'll talk about how we could make it even less. And then remember, thinking about when you're looking at ingredients and you're looking at the possibility of a recipe, think about that egg white protein and maybe playing with that a little bit. Think about making your own ice cream, things what like does, that. What does pumpkin do in a recipe, like for muffins and things? Is it a replacement for something? Well, it adds moisture, but it also adds carbohydrates, you know, but not as high carbohydrates. So I used muffin for moisture. Um, but I also used it for like texture and in taste, you know, so just not really. I mean, because the trouble with with um, pumpkin is it's really not sweet. So if you if you'd like to replace it with like instead of a syrup, you're still going to need to get something sweet in there. So that's why I still either have to add applesauce or maple syrup or something like that. Um, applesauce and stevia could replace it. But to me, you have to have, I just add it in because people want a pumpkin taste. You know, they want a flavor of pumpkin and that would be my reason. Now, if you compared sweet potato, butternut squash and pumpkin, sweet potato, and th these are not exact. Let's say sweet potato was 24 grams of carbs. And let's say uh, butter and squash was like 18. Pumpkin would be like 12 or 13. So it is that much less, you know, and it, no, I mean, so you have to add cinnamon. And you, even the other day, um, I made some butternut squash and Sophie said, I just don't care for this sweet potato as much as the ones you usually make. <laughs> and it's because it's not sweet potato. So it was already like so much less sweet that she was kind of like, you know, she ate it, but she didn't enjoy it. That's, that's what I did. That's what I did. She didn't, it just wasn't as sweet as sweet potato. But I also got a Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not sweet. No. No, it really isn't. No. Mm -hmm. Right, right. No. Right. Because uh, when I competed, I would take pumpkin and I'd put melted coconut oil, cinnamon, and stevia on there. And people would always say, oh, wow. And I was like, try it. I don't think you're going to like it as much as you think. I liked it because I didn't have anything sweet. You know what I mean? So to me, it kind of tasted sweet with a little bit of stevia in it. But it's, it's not. Just like cranberries, they are not sweet. No, I mean, they'll hurt your face if you just eat them the way they're, you know, normal. You know? I mean, I... I will make cranberry sauce. I didn't talk about it because I don't think it's, I don't think there's a great way of making cranberry sauce, but I will saute down fresh cranberries until they all pop with a, a, a full orange squeezed and then an apple juiced or pure apple juice. And then I'll add, or, or I'll add applesauce instead of the apple juice, whatever I could have, or if I don't want to pull a juicer out. And then I'll just add a little more stevia you know, and those cinnamon, walnuts, and pecans, you can put those on top of that cranberry sauce and it's pretty good. But that's still a lot of sugar. I mean, think about it. Cranberries are still carbs. They're, they still, they're still high in fructose, you know. And then orange juice and apple juice, like, I don't know that it's really worth it to people. You know, I, the sauteed apple thing with the nuts on top, to me, that would be, that would taste way better. 
you wanted to maybe throw a couple cranberries in there, you could, but you'd have to realize that there's going to be a lot of tartness to that. I'd probably throw uh, cherries in there or something like that. So we grew up with the cranberry sauce, like the, the canned yes. like gelatin. Yes, we did too. And it was like... The can. One of the Thanksgiving sounds is the Yes, yes. <laughs> right. We Slice did too. I love it. I think it's amazing. It's so good. Like with your turkey, bite a cranberry, bite a turkey. But then it was like, that's really bad for you. Like, and there's a reason you have a headache right here after eating it, you know. It just isn't good for you, unfortunately. But I've tried to make it so many different ways. I really have. Even when I used agave, like, eight years ago let's say I still had to use a ton of agave and then I was like well this isn't any better than anything else you know and I felt bad for making it you know but it was good mm -hmm. but we were just eating a bunch of sugar you know and yeah. you might as well just have a dessert if you're gonna eat that much sugar in my opinion I have an exercise question um, I've, I've been doing this video and this woman says because she makes you do plies for she says that some knee pain is due to muscles being tight quad yeah your quads if your quads are tight um you know i mean they're directly attached so if you foam roll your quads before you do the workout it really should help i mean i'll have i've had clients on a leg press with knee pain have them get off the leg press, foam roll their quad in the center, on the outside, and on the inside, and they don't they don't have knee pain the rest of the workout. Hmm. And your calves too. Yeah. And there's a lot of stretching in this, but um, like lunges, I feel grinding in my knees, so I don't really do lunges. I mean, then there, do, yeah. I don't like that. But please, I wouldn't do exercises that you feel grinding. Squats and that, like I don't know what the difference is. Why? Well, because with lunges, your weight can come forward. Well, I mean, they can on squats too. Hopefully you're just doing them properly. But with lunges, it's single leg and you're putting all of your body weight. And if it comes even a little bit forward, it's all going onto the joint. Mm -hmm. So then she's right and I should keep doing plies is what you're saying. As long as you feel them, <laughs> as long as you feel them in your quads and you feel them in your glutes, not in your knees. I just, it feels, it's just tight right around the, like the edges of my knee, but there's no grinding or any foam roll them okay make sure you foam roll them I mean it'll really make a difference I just thought maybe she's crazy mm -mm. no <laughs> no no anything else you guys can think of at our last get together you mentioned a um an insulin type of high cholesterol what was that name that you gave it you know the well, and I think you I even posted you even posted an article on it, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Did you send it to me? No, it was in that one book. It's not I felt like you sent a link on no. it. Phosphofruconesis. Yeah, that's it. Right, and that that would be that would be fruit. <laughs> that would be fructose, yeah. and how fructose will raise your cholesterol. Yeah. yeah it, I wouldn't even uh, Google Fosco. I could swear you sent me something on that Fosco Fruconese. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't even Google that. I would just type in fruit, uh, fruit raising cholesterol. Right. There is. 
said that or somebody got their cholesterol checked. Oh yeah, my client, you know, that one client and we lowered the fructose and their cholesterol lowered, but there is a recent article on that. I'll find it somehow. But that Jason Fund talks about that. Right. When you right. have too much cholesterol or sugar, it's gonna be stored as fat in the liver yes. and that increases your cholesterol. That's why, you know, with cholesterol, you just have to pay so much less attention to fat and so much more attention to insulin. And, you know, is your body too insulin sensitive? If in carbs are what you should control, not as much fat. Now, of course, you don't want to have bad fat. You don't want to eat peanut oil and soybean oil and, you know, bad fat. You don't, that is going to raise your cholesterol. But you don't want to fear a whole egg, or you don't want to fear olive oil, or you don't want to fear an avocado, because that would be what would actually help to lower your cholesterol. It's the, it's the blood sugar spikes that you want to fear, because that's what's going to raise the cholesterol, because all that extra fat's going to dump into the liver. And if I can think of, I, I know I have a link. So if I can think of the link, I'll try to, I'll try to put it out there. Yeah, it's, in, it's great information. A really good book is Cholesterol Clarity. And that just kind of opens your eyes a little bit to cholesterol and what causes it. I hope you guys have a safe, healthy Thanksgiving. You too.